Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. We are going to change the order of service. Uh, our speaker is getting ready to come. We are so glad to have our speaker today. We did have planned originally to have evangelist Shane Burns to be with us, but he is unable to be here. Had to change plans due to some circumstances. But we are so glad to have evangelist Giovanni Myers with us. Amen. Powerful preacher. He and Sister Rachel are doing an amazing job just serving for the G.O. We call him Brother G.O. And uh, he, is, he is our evangelism coordinator, outreach coordinator here at the church and does an amazing job. He has taught Bible studies for years. He, he prays hours a day, seeks the face of God, and he and his wife, Rachel. He's going to come to this pulpit. He's already preached to our earlier service, 830 service. I want you to lift your hands. I want you to pray for him and open your heart. He's got a word for this church. God, we thank you for Brother Myers today, God, and who he is. We pray that your hand be upon him, strengthening. Let the anointing, God, let him speak what he feels. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Before he comes, I just want to say we're so glad to have all of our guests in the building. Aren't we so glad to have all of our guests? Amazing. We're so glad you are here. Amen. Brother Myers, come. Open your heart and preach the word. Praise the Lord. We've given our hand clap to the King of Kings. And the Lord of Lords, come on. I know you could do better than that for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. The one that died for your sins on Calvary. Come on, give him a high praise right now, Lord. We worship you. God, we praise you with everything that we have, oh God, this morning. I'm thankful you woke me up today, oh God. I'm thankful that I was able to dress myself. I'm able to work a job, oh God. I am thankful because where you brought me from and where I'm going. Once you praise him for that right now, where you're headed to, not what your past was, but where you're headed to here today. Praise God. Amen. Again, I give honor to Pastor Bounds and um, the ministry on the platform and the ministry um, in the congregation today. Um, I'd much rather, like I said earlier, hear someone else preach here today. And um, the Lord has delivered me from some things of my past and I'm redeemed. Redemption's different from salvation. You see, he paid everything on the cross for you and I here today. Your sickness, your addiction, everything. When the Lord said it was finished, it was finished. It was finished for his journey, but it was the beginning for yours. Amen. Amen. What if we could turn to Exodus? Chapter 14. If you're there, say amen. And when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched 
after them. And they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there is no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, Let us alone? that we may serve the Egyptians. For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more forever the Lord shall fight for you and ye shall hold your peace I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost right now all over me and I want to preach to you see the salvation of the Lord what if you lay your Bibles down and lift your hands towards heaven begin to cry out to God right now and to begin to seek the Lord with all your might your strength and your soul right now Lord I pray that your ultimate will would be done here today I pray, Lord God, that your will and not mine would be done today, that you would do that you can only do, oh God, that no man can preach, that no man can pray, but God, we need your supernatural visitation in this service, this very moment, oh God, that you would become our healer and our deliverer and our savior. In the name of Jesus, once you clap your hands unto the Lord one more time, you may be seated. was a decree from Pharaoh in the land of Egypt. Earlier in Exodus, you will see that he made a decree that when you do office of a midwife to the Hebrew woman, to see them upon the stools. If it be a son, then you shall kill him. But if it be a daughter, then they shall live. And it goes on, the Pharaoh charged all his people that were under him, saying, Every son that is born you shall cast in the river, and every daughter shall live. There was one Hebrew woman during that time. This mom had a love for her baby boy. Instantly, like most mothers that give birth to a child, there was this connection between her and her newborn baby. This mother knew something was special about this baby, this baby. From the time this child entered the world, her heart felt the favor radiating off of this baby boy. The Bible describes him as a goodly child. She began to secretly hide her child for three months, and it came time where she could not hide anymore. This was the mother of Moses, Jochebed. This was his mother. She began to get creative because there became a sense of urgency that came over her. 
one day. She was by the river and she used the natural resources that were near her house. She grabbed the weeds from the ground. She quickly took these sources and formed a seal and constructed a basket. She grabbed the bulrushes and interwined them together and took the slime and put it on the inside, on the outside, and with pitch that became a tar covering. No, the Bible doesn't say, but I can only imagine as she's making this basket, knowing that her ultimate goal in this life before she ever does anything more is to save her baby boy from being executed. She began to take her hand and press down in the middle of the basket in the river to make sure it would stay afloat. I can imagine her throwing it back and forth to make sure that it would be balanced so no water would get in and eventually seek a sink the basket. There's a reason why though Pharaoh wanted to kill every man, every baby boy that was born at that time. Pharaoh had a fear on him own self, uh, being all powerful, having all the horses and chariots, uh, the, the, the current technology for any war weapon possible, but this Pharaoh had a fear with inside of him. He looked at every taskmaster and he said, I want you to increase their labor. I want you to make sure that every day they wake up, they don't feel like they can go another step further. I want you to feed them the lowest quality food that there ever is in the land, just enough so they would have only enough energy to serve me and to become my slaves. This bondage was not only physical bondage, but it became bondage in their mind and in their spirit. That all this this boy ever knew was my daddy was a slave, and then my grandpa was a slave. My great-granddaddy was a slave. It sort of became a generational curse that he created. Bondage, not only physically around the ankles and the wrist. Not only physically around the throat and around the waist, but it became a spiritual bondage. A bondage that you cannot knock down just by yourself. It was a bondage no matter how hard they thought that maybe tomorrow would be different. They had no thoughts existing coming inside of them. All they knew was this was the life I shall live and this is the life I'm going to have when I die. But can I tell you that there was a man that God spared during that time to deliver them not only from their physical bondage but from from the bondage in their mind and in their spirit. That's why I can confidently say here today, uh, that's why we need a man of God in our life that you cannot live this life without a pastor or a man that's called to take you out of the pit you're in uh, and to bring you onto good ground, amen. I'm thankful for my man of God in my life. It doesn't matter if he has hair on his head. He's got a gap between his teeth. He's six feet tall or 4'10". When God calls a man for you and I, it's the man that's going to lead you to the promised land. It's that man that's going to lead you to freedom and greener pastures. Aren't you thankful for your pastor here today? Praise God. God arranged this man. His name was Moses. When God heard the cry of his people, he arranged him from the time he was born 
to design his ultimate ministry was to deliver them from sin at that moment. Moses survived himself from the annihilation of the Hebrew boys and kept afloat in the Nile River. God knew that there was a people called by his name, but he needed somebody to get them out of that bondage. It's amazing to me that what the Pharaoh tried to do to kill Moses, it was actually what God saved him for. You see, Pharaoh wanted to kill the baby boys and throw them in the river. He wanted to drown. He wanted to absolutely kill every baby that was there, but it was Moses that survived the tides of that Nile so he can stand before Pharaoh and said let my people go that's why in your life you went through hell and back you went through every prison and every valley in your life and God is now have you here in the midst of company of brothers and sisters why stop there because God's got a calling like he did from Moses to go reach somebody to go touch somebody to go deliver somebody that you were delivered from once to Praise God. This was Moses' calling, sort of a intercessor, a mediator between man and God. But it was the journey that they began to go that Moses, God, revealed something about himself, who he's going to be. And Moses had to go through this to have one of the greatest slave deliverances man has ever known. You see, Moses grabbed these people and he had confidence to tell the oppressor that God told me that you have to let these people go. But they were on the edge of the wilderness. And when they were on the edge of the wilderness, when they were in the midst of Egypt, God sent 10 plagues. He sent and made the rivers blood. He made the frogs crawl into the bedchambers. He had lice come upon all men and flies flood the houses and cattle were all around dying. Boils upon boils became on man. There was hail and there him from saving you here today. There is no valley and there's no prison that will stop him from opening those doors and walking in and grabbing you from the pits of hell and taking you into paradise. I come to tell somebody here today, salvation is for you today. It's not tomorrow. It's not next week, but it's here today and God will do anything to save you. Clap your hands under the Lord right now. The Lord's going to do something very special in this service here today. He's your saving God. He's a relentless God. He's a redemptive God. He's everything to us. But suddenly there became darkness that fell on the land. For three days no man left their house. But there was a supernatural light upon his people. Then chapter 11 of Exodus in verse 7, it says, But against any of the children of Israel shall no dog move his tongue against man or beast. 
that ye may know how the Lord doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. It's amazing to me that even when we backslide, God has still marked us in the midst of our sin. It was like Cain that he became the first murderer ever recorded in humanity. But because of God's mercy and his love, he marked Cain and he said, if anybody shall try to kill you, vengeance, I saith the Lord will be upon their head. It's amazing to me that you can travel to Sodom and live in Sodom lots, but there is a God that still cares enough for you. Even though you walked away, even though you turned your back on him, God's mercy will still reach for you here today. You need to stop listening to every lying spirit in your house, in your mind to think that I'm done, I'm gone, I'm going to live this way forever I'm going to be bound by this curse I come to tell you him that hanged on the tree became a curse for you and I him that hanged on Calvary became a curse so we can live in liberty praise God Go ahead and lift your hands right now. The deliverer is here right now. Any bondage that you have in your life, it's secret sin that's in your life. God has come to once for all say it's finished. It's finished at Calvary. You no longer have to live in shackles. You no longer have to live in that sin. Praise God. Moses instructed that the blood would be put on the doorpost. Praise the Lord. This blood was to signify to everything, to every spirit realm, that you cannot touch these houses that are covered in the blood of Jesus. Can I tell you it was the blood of the lamb that died for you and I on Calvary, that if we lose the thought that the blood is no longer relevant, there's something deeply wrong with our mindset. But I come to tell you that the old timers, what they used to sing about and what they used to preach about is still relevant in 2020. That the blood of Jesus not only covers you, but it's the blood of Jesus that will wash away every sin in your life. It's the blood of Jesus that we have redemption at hand and we have remission of sins. If it was not for the blood of Jesus, Jesus would not be able to look to his right or left to that thief on the cross that asked for forgiveness because when blood was over his eyes, he looked at the thief. He saw no more a murderer, no more a thief, but he saw his own. He did not see you as a dict or as a thug or or as a prostitute but when he died on the cross all he could see is the redemption of the blood of Jesus I come to tell you he doesn't see you for where you're at but he sees you what you shall become praise God God means business here today God means business here today. I'm going to flow in the Holy Ghost right now. 
God wants you to be delivered. Paul said, it's law for me to partake of this paraphrasing, but I'm not going to become a slave of this thing. You see, American culture will feed you medication and would feed you things that only satisfy moments in your mind, pain in your body for an instant or for a season, but it won't fix the problem here today. That you have anxiety, the doctor will like to pump you with anxiety, anti-medication. If you have depression here today, he's going to give you the medication. But I've come to tell you, there's a deliverer in the house and there's a healer in the house. Jesus is not my physician, but he's my healer because a physician practices, but Jesus can fix the root of the issue here today. And I come to tell you, under the authority of the Holy Ghost, if you've got addiction today, you can lay it at this altar on this Sunday morning and God will take that addiction out of you. Deliverance. Deliverance. Good preaching can't deliver you. Good preaching and good worship can't deliver you. But I know when you find an altar in God, when you sit at the feet of Calvary, that's when you can find deliverance here today. I confidently tell people all the time that it's not the good preaching from Pastor Bounds on a Sunday that's going to deliver you from sin. It's going to take maybe a 10-second prayer meeting. And I come to tell you when you begin to seek God and say, I'm fed up with being a slave to this sin. I'm fed up with being a bondage. I'm fed up being a slave to Pharaoh and his, his, his tactics, but I know a deliverer in the house. And when you're fed up, you can walk into deliverance because Jesus is right there waiting for you here today. I was praying. When I first moved here, I was seeking God on my, I was living with Brody Fisher at the time. I was seeking God. We had different shifts. And he worked second shift. I worked first shift. I was seeking God, praying for my neighbors. It's so interesting how this, this, this apartment I was living in, you can hear the TV from downstairs playing. That's how thin the walls were. I began to seek God. And one time we heard a knock on the door. We heard a knock. And it was my, my neighbor, construction worker. He was living in sin, doesn't know God. He said, you guys are Christians, right? And he, he had teary eyes and was troubled in his spirit. He said, he said I, 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 I'm troubled. I'm angry. I almost went to go murder my ex-girlfriend. Just tonight, I almost went to. I need God in my life. And we prayed for him. And there was the anointing of the Holy Ghost that came on me in that apartment. I walked in there and I rebuked every lying spirit. I rebuked everything that was attacking him and holding him bondage at that moment. There was a peace that rushed in there at that very moment, like the peace you're going to feel here in a little moment. I begin to pray and I begin to seek. And as a sinner, they almost killed someone. Somebody. He repented in his living room that very day. I walked to him. He looked at me at 19 years old. He said, I said, something came on me. I don't suggest doing this to just anybody. But I walked in his fridge. I said, give me the alcohol. I'm about to throw it in the dumpster. And he said, he looked at me. I don't know what it is about you. I don't know what you got. But I would not even let a grown man older than me grab my alcohol and throw it in the trash. I know what it is. It's called the Holy Ghost power. We need the Holy Ghost power in 2020. We need what the old timers had pray 
prayed for five to seven hours until the anointing came on them because it's not good preaching, but it's the anointing that breaks every yoke of bondage on you and on your family. I rebuke every generational curse that's under the sound of my voice because Jesus said it was finished. Come on, clap your hands if you believe that right now. We've got the power of the Holy Ghost. And if you don't got it, you can get it today. If you don't got it, you can get it today. If you don't got liberty, you can get it today. Today is the salvation of the Lord. Hear this preacher here today. Stop playing with games. If you not got baptized, I come to tell you, when you get in his name, you're in covenant with Christ. That's why the, the Paul said, we cry, Abba, Father, because I once was a Gentile that had no chance in Christ. But because of Jesus' name, I'm now in the kingdom of God. Praise God. Bondage, bondage. I refuse to give a doctor, let the doctor speak over my life, my final report. I refuse to let negative people give me the final report in my life. I'm going to hear what the Lord has to say about my situation here today. I work in a hospital. I work in healthcare facility. God has, don't misread me, God has placed physicians in the kingdom. There is Luke the physician that dwelt among the apostles. It's a God-ordained thing, but they are practicing doctors. They are not the great healer for your life. That's why when I work with these family practices, I would have grown women, brother Buster, call me over the phone and I'm meaning no disrespect here today I'm meaning nothing wrong but I, I had this woman crying over the phone because her daughter was going to miss a day of anti-anxiety medication it was just one day that she had to wait to pick it up from the pharmacy and something got on the inside of me to think that this world is lost and dying of no hope that's what it is it's hopelessness that nothing can change their current situation like the Israelites that were in Egypt because their whole life they were taught a lie their whole life they were taught something this is the way it's gonna be and it shall be forever I know the severity of the healthcare field but I was recently in a service someone came up Holy Ghost came on me talking about my testimony that my mother, God bless her, I love her, and I mean, don't, no disrespect to my mom, but I was so hyper, and I had so many mental issues growing up and emotional problems that all we could do was run to the counselor and run to the doctor, and they would, they would pump me with medication to the point where I was 18 years old, and I could not function a day without it. Not one moment without it, without this medication. But there came something over me that I hear this preaching. And I hear about this Jesus that I read every day. That I decided to give Jesus the first shot before I ever did anything else in my life. And I did it with wisdom. And I sought counsel with my parents. And when I did, I had deliverance. Because without this medication, I was told he'll never pass school. And he'll never do anything or amount to anything. But can I 
tell you when I gave Jesus the first chance of my life uh, that I began to see my name on the dean's list uh, semester after semester. Why? Because I put my trust in God before I ever do anything else. Seek counsel with this man of God. What I'm saying right now, I'm wrong and he's right, but I come to tell you, there's got to get something inside of us that I'm going to give God the first chance to deliver me and nothing else. That's why we call him our Lord because he's lordship over our life. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. There's nothing too hard that God can't do here today. That's why I'm telling you right now, if you got nicotine addiction, you can lay it at this altar here today and God's going to deliver you from it forever. If you got alcohol addiction, if you come to the altar here today, God will deliver you without a shadow of doubt. If you got pornography addiction, man, you can lay it at the altar here today and God will heal your situation. Come on, if you believe that, clap your hands up to the Lord right now. I feel faith in the building. The deliverer just stepped in, if you haven't noticed. He's come in to heal your situation. He's come in to heal your bitter roots uh, that's been in your family. He wants to heal you. The Lord healeth. Not your family. Not your positive thinking. Not the inspirational book. But it's the Lord God Almighty that will heal you here today and nothing else. We find these children, these children oh, that were on the edge of the wilderness. Praise God. They were so close to freedom. Mind you, they were there for 400 plus years. All they knew was bondage. All they knew was getting this a certain amount of food a day. Why? Because he's scared of you. Can I tell you, the devil doesn't like you, and he's afraid of you more than you're afraid of the devil. Why? Because he'll oppress Zanesville, so Zanesville won't have revival. But i got a revival spirit all over me right now. We're going to have revival in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Come on, clap your hands. Shout unto God. We're going to have revival, Pastor. Go ahead, pray in the Holy Ghost right now. The Lord's doing something very special in this service right now. Why do you think Hitler got away with he got with? We went our, where's Rachel? We went on the honeymoon, didn't we, honey? Went to the Holocaust Museum. I'm sitting there troubled, seeing all these shoes of people that were that were killed, that were violently just just destroyed. This man that wanted to annihilate a whole group of people at that time. And the question popped up, Pastor Nehemiah. How can one man brainwash so many people to do something like that? So many people were suffering. We're children, not to get graphic here today, but to highlight the story here, that children would walk home and see their mom and dad dead on the backside of a pickup truck. We would watch interviews on the theater inside that museum in Washington, D.C., and we would see women testifying that years after Hitler's been gone, years after the, the Nazi um, regime, uh, after this, this horrible time in history, they would say that my mom was still afraid to even be in the same house of me, that mothers would disconnect from their 
children at that very moment because they knew that they needed somebody to take them to another country so they would just have a good and peaceful life. Why? Because he began to take away uh, Jewish stores and begin to limit uh, commerce and begin to limit ways they can live. That's the same way that the devil works with communities and works with families. That if he could take this away and that away, he can think, uh, make you think that it's going to be this way and I have to live this way. It's not an affliction of the circumstance, uh, but it's a bondage in the mind. Just like the children of Israel, they're on the edge of the wilderness ready to go in the promised land. But the moment they saw something, the moment they heard the horses coming down the road, the moment they heard the clicking of the chariots, they got scared because of their past. They even said on the edge of the wilderness, they said, why did you take us to the wilderness to bury us? But they realized, can I say here today, at that moment, chains were off their physical body. Little did they know, they had chains that they could not see. They had bondage in their mind. The devil's going to attack anything. He's going to attack your mind. He's going to make you believe a lie to the point where you live a lie. And that's why the Spirit of God came upon Moses. He said, wait! Just look and see the salvation of the Lord. If I could just get your eyes onto the Savior here today, you'll be delivered here today. That's why the psalmist said, I look to the hills which cometh my help. Psalms 3 and 3 says, He is my shield and my glory, the lifter up of my head. It's not going to be anything else that lifts up my head. It's going to be Jesus Christ that gets me through this life. Music can come. The Holy Ghost is here. I wonder if we can all stand and begin to see God right now. The Holy Ghost is here right now, and God wants to deliver some of you of your addictions here today. He wants to take that negative mindset, and he wants to sever it from you so you no longer have to live that way or act that way. I've come to tell you Jesus is here to heal. I come to tell you, salvation is today. He looked at that criminal on the cross. He said, today you'll be in paradise. Why? Because sin has exiled you from pure living and from holiness and from righteousness to the point where you can never see your next day right in front of you. But it's because of Christ. <laughs> Everything in me, if I could convince you to come to this altar and lay before him, I could guarantee you God's going to take care of it. If you would just lay that addiction at the feet of Calvary, God will deliver you here today. You need to stop listening to everything that's contrary to the word of God and the way you can live. 
It's not the will of God for you to just get fed on Sunday and just have a sense of relief because the pastor preached a moving message. But he wants you to live in righteousness day after day. He wants you to have confidence in him day after day. I come to tell you, God's going to sever the curse off your life today if you let him. You got to let him here today. You got to pray until it dies out of you here today. It may take more than 10 minutes here today. It may be till noon here today. But you got to find a place here today that I'm sick of this bondage. I'm sick of the stigma. It's all around me. I could easily listen to the devil thinking that every man in my life had issues, come from a family of murderers, of thieves and and drug dealers. I come from that kind of family, pastor. That's the family I came from. In early teenage years, the devil tried to lie to me. You'll never amount to that, and you'll never be this. But one day, praying in the morning, a devotion, worrying, Am I going to be a good dad or a good husband? Am I going to be a good man of God? A a good citizen in society? I'm battling with this anger. I'm battling with this addiction to pornography. Smoking smoking, um, nicotine on the side when no one can watch. Battling with this. I'm on the edge of the wilderness. And there's some of you here today that are this close, this close to the promised land. But you gotta make a decision. I've gotta want this. I've gotta want this for my future children. I've gotta want this for my family here today. I've gotta want deliverance here today. And I come to tell you it's the grace of God. When you make one step to this altar, God's gonna take two steps towards you. When you make one step to him, God's gonna meet you here today. The altar is open. Altar's open here today. If you need a Holy Ghost, we'll pray you through the Holy Ghost here today. If you need deliverance here today, come lay it out to altar. Lay yourself on this altar until God delivers you here today. I've come to invite you here today, saint and sinner here today, to come to this altar and pray it out of you because God is here to change someone's life forever. Not to run back out these doors the same way you came in, but he wants to deliver you here today. I wonder if we can lift our hands and pray as those that come to this altar. I wonder if we can lift our hands here today and pray and seek God because he's here to save
Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.